Welcome to Pocket Will Do It Live, our pre-recorded Minnesota Twins podcast. It is Friday the 13th of March, and that is certainly fitting for what we've seen the last couple of days. Zach Pierce here, managing editor of The Athletic Minnesota. I'm here with Aaron Gleeman joining us live from Fort Myers. I'm not with Aaron Gleeman. I am uh, sequestered uh, in my home with the all of the doors barred to keep the outside world from getting inside. Aaron uh, is sacrificing himself to be uh, staying with the twins through what has been an eventful week. Obviously, uh, on Thursday, word came down that Major League Baseball will be delaying its season uh, as a result of the continuing spread of the coronavirus, COVID-19. We do not know really anything about um, when everything is going to kind of get back to normal. It could be quite a long time, but uh, at a bare minimum, Aaron, we're going to be without Twins baseball as scheduled. Yeah, I mean, I think that was the thing that kind of hit me yesterday is what you just said, which is that, like, you know, they said at least two weeks in terms of delaying opening day, but nobody knows anything. Uh, that We talked to a few Twins officials and, and Taylor Rogers, who's their um, player representative yesterday, and they all tried to give us some answers, but honestly, they don't really know a whole lot more than, than what the public knows in terms of um, the the release that MLB put out. And so I, I honestly would be shocked if there's baseball played in April. Uh, I mean, for whatever that's worth, I'm, uh, I'm obviously no doctor or anything, but it was, uh, it was very strange. I mean, the whole week, the thing that struck me was just the fact that every day you would show up and it would be only 24 hours later. And the entire outlook on the situation had changed every time. And early in the week, it was kind of a, a side topic and people were focused on Byron Buxton coming back and Jose Barrios being the opening day starter at the middle of the week. You know, you had twins president Dave St. Peter telling us that they were considering playing games at target field and that the games would be played and they just had to figure it out. And then I show up yesterday and as I'm walking into the ballpark, MLB basically sent out the memo canceling the season. And then we got there and it was, you know, it wasn't a panic situation or anything, but everyone was just kind of, I think yesterday was the point at which it just hit everyone. And they said, I think even Taylor Rogers said, like, we're going to try to do whatever we can do, but honestly, we have no idea. Yeah. It's reached the point, Aaron, where, uh, there's just no other option, I think for, uh, for major league baseball or, or any other sport that's playing right now. And, Obviously, things uh, took a turn on Wednesday night when in the NBA, the Utah Jazz, uh, Oklahoma City Thunder game was uh, uh, postponed, ultimately canceled because uh, a player on the Jazz, Rudy Gobert, tested positive for the virus in the dressing room, basically, uh, under the stadium. And a a hasty cancellation there sort of led to what has been um, either the postponement uh, cancellation or or, um, just sort of holding pattern for pretty much every major sporting event uh, all around pro and college, uh, even down to to some high school levels, even here in Minnesota, where um, things have not gotten bad yet. Uh, The Minnesota State High School League is going through its tournament season and has uh, announced that there will be limited spectators allowed in games going forward. So uh, it it was an inevitable response, I think, probably from, you know, even a week ago, if we're really being honest about about how bad this thing's gotten. But... um, 
Number one, I think first and foremost, Aaron, is it's it's the right call to make from a from a public health perspective, and and I think you know any reasonable uh, thinking person can can see that now after uh, basically every league, all of them with a lot to lose financially, um, got on board and agreed to do this. Uh, it is a bit of a if if you want to focus on the sports side of it, it's a bit of a bummer for a Twins team that was uh, going into this season with high hopes. Obviously, everyone's still expects and hopes there will be a season but i think the unknown of all this uh is pretty scary i uh last time i checked do not have a medical degree aaron but i i don't think this is something that's going to be a matter of weeks or or a little over a month this might be something that's leaking into the summer before we're actually realistically able to restart the season that might have some um some plus sides though for the twins as well as you covered last night in, in your story about what's going on yeah, I mean, on some level, it seems a little silly to go over this stuff, but honestly, like that's part of what I think people can focus on to keep their mind off the much bigger thing uh, of which they have no control. But yeah, like you said, I mean, the whole uh, speculation about will Byron Buxton be ready for opening day? Well, if opening day is uh, you know March or May twentieth, he'll probably be ready. Uh, Rich Hill, who is trying to come back in June. Well, if June is only the third week of the season, then maybe they just got you know a full-time impact starting pitcher for uh, incentive-laden deal. There's also some other guys banged up. Jorge Polanco, Marwin Gonzalez were a little bit limited. Hopefully by the time games actually start again, they'll be at 100%. And then the tricky one to me is Michael Pineda, who has 39 games, not days, but games left on his suspension. And so you would just say, well, he that clock just starts ticking again as soon as one game is played, but my question, and, and nobody yesterday had a real answer for this yet, but his initial suspension was 80 games based on a 162-game schedule. Well, if the schedule only ends up being 120 games, it should, in theory, be reduced. I, I guess it's going to be tricky for him or his reps from a sort of PR standpoint to come out in the middle of all of this and say, hey, what about us? Can I come back earlier? But I think for the most part, the Twins are will benefit from the delayed season potentially. But uh, the other thing, just, I don't know, walking around there, there's not only 50-something guys in the clubhouse, but there's like 150 minor leaguers staying in dorms there. And then you multiply that by by 30 teams across Florida and across Arizona. So, I mean, I think, like you said, we're not, I don't know that we're, you know, past the 50% point of this. I mean, I think, with Rudy Gobert and, and Donovan Mitchell, and now I just saw, I think there was an NHL guy yesterday who tested positive for it. I suspect, just based on the numbers, you know, if you do the math 30 times, let's say, 200 people in camp, somebody has it already. And so at that point, it maybe just becomes a question of when do they test positive and does MLB then just immediately shut things down? And that was the tricky thing that a lot of Twins officials were trying to deal with, which is for now they're just kind of in a holding pattern. They're taking today off. They're going to reconvene tomorrow and, and talk about next steps or, or get their new info from MLB. But, I mean, this whole thing falls apart the moment anybody tests positive. And, I, I, unfortunately, I think that's sort of an inevitability at this point. Well, and you, and you have to think, what what is the threshold for actually um, being willing to say we can play again, right? Because, I mean, we're talking about 
relatively percentage wise, very few cases still in the United States. Um, certainly here in Minnesota, uh, I think we're up to nine last I last I saw um, last night. Um, but the whole thing with this virus and the way it spreads and the, and the slow incubation period is that a lot more people probably have it right now and just don't know it. And, and so right. at what point will any sports league feel comfortable saying, okay, yes, we can have, you know, massive gatherings of people again, or, or at the very least, you know, play, play the games in front of no fans. Um, it, it, it is going to be an, a very sort of interesting process to see how that plays out. And you said at the top of that, Aaron, that you feel silly talking about, uh, ways it impacts the twins and and that's uh that's uh, not a bad instinct because obviously there's a lot more serious things that play in play here and there's a lot of trickle down effect from this too there's a lot of um stadium workers who yeah. uh are, are going to be affected a lot of people just in the community in general think about all the people who rely on uh on those those 81 home games a year in terms of businesses around the park Aaron, a lot of our breweries are going to be hit by this. That's bad. <laughs> um, yeah. But we have, uh, we just have uh, no idea how bad this is going to get before it starts to get better. And, um, but I do think at some point people are kind of always looking for sports to be the light at the end of the tunnel, and someday they'll come back. Whether that's uh, April, May, June, uh, or or some point beyond, I don't know. But when they do, um, we'll be ready for it. In the meantime, Aaron, we're going to have uh, a, a lot of time to kill here on the athletic uh trying to uh drum up some content for folks um uh in the in the wake of no sports but in your final week there in in fort myers before things took the turn yesterday um anything else that jumped out at you uh about the team or about the local chinese food offerings or anything else <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I guess, uh, well, if people are coming to Fort Myers, go to Ginger Bistro. That's going to be my go-to Chinese place here. Uh, let's see, about the team, I mean, I think you said it earlier, which is the unfortunate thing about from the Twins' point of view is that the level of optimism and the expectations here and just the kind of vibe around camp as of, like, as recently as, like, two or three days ago was so great. Like, there was just a sense that, they have the depth in place to withstand any on-field uh, issues. And then nobody foresaw something like this, just kind of shutting the whole thing down. But, I mean, Baldelli was excited. Baldelli was sort of uncharacteristically, I think, talking about high expectations and kind of World Series uh, looking forward. And, you know, Barrios was hyped up because they named him the opening day starter. Buxton, even though his status was still somewhat uncertain, seemed actually kind of optimistic despite all the injury issues that he's had. And I mean, I don't know. They, you, you looked around the clubhouse a few days ago and you just thought their triple A team might be pretty good. Their triple A, you know, rotation is better than the Tigers rotation and the Royals rotation, which maybe isn't saying that much, but it's, it's such a reminder that like stuff that's out of your control because they had done everything they possibly could to sort of stockpile depth in the majors and the minors and bringing in guys like Rich Hill and Jolie Chassin and sort of uh, hoarding their prospects. And they were in such so well positioned to do the marathon of a 162-game season uh, in 2020, and then it all just is put on hold. And I think that was sort of the shock factor that, that people were looking at. Like Derek Falvey came to talk to us uh, last night after MLB put out the the memo and his thing was like we don't know if we can even 
tell people to go home at this point because then are they allowed to come back? And so not only is it putting the season on hold, but you know the reaction of everyone involved uh, is, well, I want to see my family now or I'd rather be home now uh, if I'm going to self-quarantine than in some rented condo in, in Fort Myers. And there's a there's a weird sort of it's they're not held captive obviously or anything but you got a couple hundred people there many of whom probably half of whom are not from America or don't you know spend their off seasons in America the ability for those people to go home is probably non-existent at this point and so you know the the shift from wow we're going to win this division and we have higher hopes to actually make a run here at the World Series to can we go home at this point? Where would we, when would we reconvene? If we don't go home, are we basically just going to pretend this is the early days of spring training and everybody's just on the, on the backfield, uh, you know, taking batting practice and, and fielding ground balls for, for three or four weeks. It was, I mean, it was definitely, I don't know, I, I keep saying surreal, but it was just, it was so odd. Like I, I'm, I'm walking into the ballpark as hundreds of people are sort of rushing out last night uh, because we were going to talk to everyone, you know, Falvey and Taylor Rogers and others, and like the the ushers who are trying to keep people out and who are like, you know, uh, locking up all the gates and everything, they have big questions. Because like you mentioned, the trickle down for this, I mean, they have got to be dozens and dozens, maybe a hundred ushers employed uh, around the ballpark and the facilities, and most of these people are, you know, sixty plus uh, years old. A lot of snowbirds from Minneapolis. A lot of people who work at Target Field and actually then spend spring working uh, at Hammond Stadium. And they basically have been told, you can stick around too, and maybe when baseball starts up again, we'll need you, except not everybody has the ability to stay here for three months. And so there's income loss, there's you know jobs loss, there's people who are just in flux at, at every point. And so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this from a baseball pers- standpoint, this was uh, – they were they were at the highest level I've I've certainly seen in you know 15 18 years of covering this team and now it's almost like what does any of that matter All right and a lot of those people were um, those ushers and other stadium workers were probably in the closest contact with fans of any you know anyone yep. in the organization yep. in those in these last few days too which obviously um, raises some concerns and 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 to your last point there Aaron about this team was ready to win uh so they said so they looked uh they they made moves this off season you know expecting to get uh a season's worth of Josh Donaldson and Kenta Maeda uh, again i i probably will say it uh 10 times over the course of the podcast but this is hardly the biggest concern in the world right now but for the twins um you know if we do get to a point where it's looking like there won't even be a season or or it will be drastically shortened um you know, an off season that was kind of designed around maximizing the potential for this season uh, is looking like it's going to be at least truncated, if not pushed back a year, which could have some uh, unfortunate effects for them too. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I thought a little about that, but as you lay it out, like almost every move they made becomes less, uh, I don't know, positive for them if it's only like the Josh Donaldson deal. They signed him for four years because they wanted year one and year two, and that's the only way to get year one and year two. But if year one is either doesn't happen or is a half season or something like that, then the the look of that contract changes. Kent Amaya, same thing. The reason you trade away Bruce Dargraderall is that Kent Amaya is going to start game three of this season for you, and then maybe start game three of a playoff series or something. But if 
You know, you're only getting him for 15 starts this season. And then next year, I think he'll be 33 instead of 32. Yeah, that changes the equation there. Not That's to mention guys, yep. guys, <laughs> thank you. Uh, not to mention guys like Nelson Cruz, who, you know, when you, he he's amazing, but any 39 year old, you know, the off season of of sitting around doing nothing is the danger for a 39 year old because every month that ticks by, they're less likely to return to the field at the same level, and so now he's just on hold too. I mean, it, there there's so much about this team that was geared towards opening day and beyond and and now there's a lot of questions about that i mean with that said obviously the bulk of this team going forward is built somewhat for the long term the next three or four years i think in terms of window and the other thing is i think a lot of these guys the the clubhouse i don't know camaraderie aspect it seems to be pretty good i know taylor rogers spoke to that before because so many of these guys came up together through the system and have now been together in the majors for two three four years and so Rogers kind of said like yesterday was the first point that people started, you know, actually having kind of meaningful conversations about all this stuff. And I think it does help that they're not a team that was just kind of put together all through free agency and and one year mercenary type guys that maybe some other teams have done. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think the idea of, I mean, Josh Donaldson's a perfect example. Day one, he shows up here and just like he, he raised the level of optimism to such a degree. And now it's like, what are what is Josh Donaldson you know even going to do at this point? So yeah, I don't know. It's uh the short term and the long term outlook, and and meanwhile we don't even know what exactly the definition is going to be of short term and long term with this whole right. situation. And if they play a shortened season and and it all comes together and they win a World Series title, no one's going to care too much about the lost however many games. But if they come out in a shortened season and they look rusty and they don't gel the way that you know, maybe uh, a 162 game schedule allows for you to kind of have some peaks and valleys and, and figure some stuff out. Then, then all of a sudden that stuff gets a little louder for sure. But uh, for now we're in a, in a holding pattern. Uh, obviously all speculation at this point. Um, I believe, what did they, did they say 30 days, Aaron, for now they're going to definitely delay it. Did they put a date on it? I forget. No, so the NBA said Adam Silver said he's recommending at least thirty days for the NBA, but obviously they're in season, so that would be a true thirty days. So if right as of right now, all that Major League Baseball has said is that there won't be they won't play any of the remaining spring, and that opening day will be delayed by quote at least two weeks. Um, but the problem that they're going to run into with baseball specifically, I think potentially versus other sports, is that especially among pitchers you can't just start the next day. Uh, and so you're going to have to maintain some level of like workload management. And I know Wes Johnson said he was working on sort of trying to plan that out. Like if Jose Barrios or Jake Odorizzi or whoever is just going to sort of be in a holding pattern there for several weeks without planning games, you obviously don't want them even on the backfields throwing 110 pitches every fifth day because that's going to wear out their arm. But you also – if MLB tells you three weeks from now, all right, we're going to start up on, I don't know, April 20th or something like that. Well, somebody's going to have to throw 85 pitches in that game on April 20th. And they can't, because of the nature of pitching, you can't just go from zero to, to 60 or zero to 85, I guess you should say. So that's, I think, a concern that is going to have to be dealt with in terms of planning uh, and preparation, even if it seems like sort of a secondary issue. 
but yeah, I know Wes Johnson didn't speak to the media yesterday because they said he was basically uh, in some back rooms somewhere with a calendar trying to just map out the bare minimum they could do to keep pitchers just sort of ready uh, for whatever news they hear. Yeah, so it feels like whatever, whenever they get the all clear, whenever that happens, they're still going to need at least a few weeks, if not a yeah. month, to let people sort of build up and get logistics figured out. Because, of course, other questions that will come up are, are you just going to lop off the games of the schedule that you missed? Are you going to try to pack them in with um, – with more double headers or, or how is that, are you going to, are you going to throw the whole thing away and start over? How is that going to uh, work? Because obviously if you, um, if you just take off say a month's worth of schedule and, and just call it lost, it's going to create some imbalances in terms of uh, amount of division games and, and which other uh, teams in the league you've played versus other teams. So there's going to be a lot for them to figure out in the, uh, in the coming weeks. And for us too, here at the athletic because we were uh, all prepared to ramp up for a March 26th opening day in Oakland, California, which now is definitely not going to happen. Um, so we're gonna have to get creative, Aaron. We're gonna have to get in touch with our uh, sort of blogger pasts to, uh, to, <laughs> yeah. to pull some rabbits yeah. out of our hat. Yeah. I kept uh, saying in the, in the land of the blind, the one eyed man is King. So I'm hoping that, you know, spending like 20 years uh, sitting on my couch writing about the twins uh, will come in handy. Like uh, to our, to our readers and, and listeners too, like, uh, bear with us if uh, we try to put out a creative idea or two in in this weird period, and it and you think it uh, lands with a big uh, big thud because we're we're trying our best. Like I mean, we're going to be putting stuff out. We're going to be, you know, you can still to some degree uh, try to work on sources and do some do some interviews even if they're not in person and all that stuff. But yeah, you know, we're going to be we'll be racking our brains. We'll be we'll be emptying out. Uh, every notebook full of ideas that we have. So you'll have to give us a little bit of leeway on some of that stuff. You've used that land of the blind saying uh, a few times too many since working here. I'm a little concerned about uh, what, what we're doing to you, but um, this one's not our fault. I, I, I apologize for your uh, predicament stuck in Fort Myers until uh, tonight, right? You fly back. Today? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And that's the other, that's the other thing is like the, the press box spent about three hours, all of us, debating, like, the, the consensus seemed to be, like, everyone should either leave immediately or stay for two months. Uh, I'm sort of, I took the, the leave immediately option just because now it sounds like there's not going to be any media availability uh, until at least early next week, if, if that. Uh, but I think the hope also is that if they do kind of just restart spring training to some degree for a, a three or four week stint, then well, we can all, you know, re- go right back there. Hopefully, if if on some level this thing, you know, uh, slows down globally or, or nationally or whatever. But yeah, I will. Uh, the reason I I say land of the blunt because I only come up with like one clever line every like three months, and then I just hammer it over and over and then people it doesn't become clever anymore and so that's perhaps uh i could i got plenty of time to work on on not repeating myself now that i'm uh now that i'm coach bound laptop bound and uh no clubhouse access <laughs> well we will be uh we'll probably be lying low over the weekend here while we figure out our um our approach going forward here uh, obviously uh there will still be content about the actual twins team and what's going on with this whole situation as new information um, comes to light. And as Aaron mentioned, as we 
as we are able to talk to people and sort of get some insights into how they're um, dealing with this uh, unprecedented, bizarre situation. Um, Puckett will do a live. I think we'll be back next week. Uh, we'll try to come up with something to talk about. I'll probably make Dan Hayes do that one so that um, he can uh, uh, try to stumble through it with me. But for now, no games until at least uh, April, but probably longer than that too. And uh, the, the most important thing, of course, everybody stay safe. Follow the uh, instructions of your local health officials. Wash those hands. Don't touch your face. Uh, avoid large crowds. I think I got most of the big ones. Aaron, uh, thanks so much for joining us. Get home safe. Any last words? Uh, no. Yeah, everybody go wash your hands. Go figure out what you're going to watch on Netflix for the next month. And uh, yeah, everybody stay safe, like you said. There you go. It's going to be a big month for Netflix. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>